0: And welcome to Bits and PCs episode 115. I know, I couldn't believe it either. Um, pull up a chair, sit back, relax, get don your smoking jackets, pour a glass of wine, maybe a small cigar. It's the twosome episode. It's me and the lovely Beastie sitting by the fireside, chatting all sorts of crap about games and general gaming nation stuff. Um, welcome, Beastie. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to yourself.
1: To my, welcome to my parlour. Well, yeah, I'm excited. Mostly the idea of wine and smoking jackets and a warm fireside. I'd be presumed with some kind of high high back Chesterfield. uh, Absolutely high
0: wing back chairs. Absolutely the kind of ones that we really should have some kind of swivel on, so you can kind of turn. Yes, Mister Bond, I am really here stroking a nice white pussy or something. But we'll move on from swiftly from that
1: quickly. Yes,
0: to talk about games because we've actually been playing some so it would be remiss of us not to actually talk about them for a change so you've obviously been tearing up the turf in FIFA 15 as you
1: were last time we spoke well I yeah well yes obviously we spoke last week and um, we talked about um about, about FIFA and playing the career and I all intents and purposes can plan to continue doing so as in the in the same way as I normally do and that's Kind of, I imagine, going to happen in the long term. Um, I played a, f- a few matches, but it was a busy, busy week at work, and I didn't really get much chance to kind of game in the evening. Um, and we also talked about picking up um, Shadow of Mordor, and mm. I said that really it wasn't, wasn't even until a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of pretty much ignoring it. Uh, I think maybe it was a license. Um, um, I wasn't. Nothing had really jumped out. I hadn't really looked, to be honest, but mm-hmm. nothing had drawn me to it. So I was like, mm, yeah, okay, so um as you discussed, I ordered the PS4 version for as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have got, got I've got a lot of holiday, a lot of holiday at work to burn. So I thought oh, I'll just you know, I'll just take the afternoon off on Friday, that'll be fine and it I can lay back and pack maybe maybe have have a gaming session. Um see you at work going, "Oh, nothing's arrived." And then kind of then looking at the delivery. "Oh, it's going going to home." That that's fine. It'll be at home when I get home. Okay. So I got home about two o'clock in the afternoon went to look at the 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 excitement of you open the door and this is like a little parcel there it wasn't there was it of course it wasn't so amazon prime don't talk uh, to me about smoking amazon prime
0: i have my copy of amazon my shadow of mordor copy again on ps4 owned sort of you yeah. know ordered ages ago but unfortunately i made that mistake because the amazon prime thing came out and in a fit of peak i just said i'm not paying 70 quid for this service when it used to cost me 50 or whatever it was um I now have to add, you know, I thought, oh, well, I'll just add um, an optical cable to my order just because I thought, you know, this optical cable is mm. about four quid. And it was one of those things where it's like I just stick it in my wish list until yeah. I've got something that will take it over a tenner that I can just add it to the order. I thought, oh, I'll bung that on top. Of course, forgetting that it wasn't being sold by Amazon, it was being uh. sold via an EXO. So, of course, that delays my entire fucking order. And I've only picked up, I only managed to drop through my letterbox this morning. So I had a whole gaming weekend planned for Shadow of Mordor, and surprise,
1: surprise, another So yeah, that, I mean, I, I mean, I will write a firm letter of complaint to Amazon. Going, listen, I just paid eighty quid. I mean, I was all in terms of was going to dump prime but because the girlfriend uses it all the time for the kind of lending library um for the kindle Mm. i thought well okay fine we'll keep it running unfortunately i have to say um this kind of sidetracked on my shadow and mortar adventure but um (laughs) you sidetracked completely off your fifa 15 one (laughs) well it's because it's been sidetracked but we'll come to that um the um there's that Kindles Unlimited, I think it's called.
0: Yeah, no, I had an email about that. I'm, 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 scratching my head about this. I'm not quite sure what it is.
1: Well, I was kind of sitting there just on my computer, and all of a sudden, I got an email popping up in my Gmail. I thought, oh, what's this? Um, what? Saying, oh, thank you, um, thank you for um, uh, taking out a Kindle Unlimited subscription. Blah blah blah. I was like, what? What? What are you talking? What are you talking about? And realised that the girlfriend, unbeknownst to her, just literally went. Oh yeah! Oh, I can. Re- oh, I can read this book for free. Okay, accept it, and then automatically subscribe us into the Kindle Unlimited thing. Thought hmm, cheeky bastards.
0: Well, it's it's from what from what I can gather, it's uh, basically a, a subscription service for about eight quid, seven ninety nine a month, where you can have unlimited access to
1: both audiobooks and standard books. Is that that's about right. Understand. Yeah, that's my understanding. It's meant to have more books than the Amazon Prime lending yeah. library. I mean, I'm, I'm going to look into
0: it because um, my Audible
1: account is about the same, and
0: it limits me to one credit a month. So oh, obviously, okay. you know, if if you take a direct comparison, just for audiobooks, that's a bloody bargain. If you if I can have unlimited on that, then that's fine. But I'm, I'm sure unlimited has got some caveat to it.
1: Absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah, obviously. I you, um, I'll have to investigate because yeah. I'm actually quite interested in it I, I mean I'll you know what I hear from her about it I, I yeah. think it's a little bit cheeky there's a separate service from Prime which you get free books it's a little bit weird of a proposition because you have both yeah maybe maybe more exciting they'll, they'll use that for a future kind of comicsology type thing you know Amazon bought those then I'll be keen on a subscription service. it's just love them. everything £100 there you yeah. go Great. everything's free brilliant yeah. um, anyway so Back to 5th 15 and Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. So Shadow of Mordor didn't arrive. I was actually getting quite excited about Shadow of Mordor, which is really unusual for me. because You of, were. A, it's yeah. a AAA game and you don't get excited about those.
0: Rarely. And B, it's a kind of, a well, it was thought to be a
1: kind of Assassin's Creed clone, which you really don't get excited about. That's also true. Um, but I was pretty keen. So I frustratingly went, well, bugger this, I'm going to order the PC version and download it. <laughs>
0: do you know so, what? i was so close to doing that on friday night <laughs> i
1: it, it was a big old download 35 gig it took like 45 minutes to download it but um i that's not it I'm downloading it i'm not even gonna use bandwidth i'm gonna walk away from the computer like a hero and do something else while it's downloading <laughs> um and i started playing the pc version and and next day of course the ps4 version arrived and i'm gonna be I'd send it, send back. it back, yeah. yeah. And say, like that's poor service. Um, now Shadows of Mordor.
0: No, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, okay. hang on. Go, okay, go on. Just just hold your horse there, because we do we do have a professional reputation to uphold, and we did have a complaint oh. about about our frankly um, clueless uh, approach to FIFA 15 and Ultimate Team. So oh I, yes, I would yeah. like to thank Tony for getting in touch with us about this. <laughs> he was he was quite, um, yeah, he was quite keen to point out that Ultimate Team is probably the best part of the game and doesn't cost any money. So this is what this is what Tony says. So thank you, Tony, for getting in touch and um, enlightening me because I didn't have a clue. Basically, you earn coins by playing matches. You buy packs with coins, or better, buy players direct from the transfer market. Then when you buy a player, you keep him forever. If his contract expires, you can't play him until you use a contract card on him. You can pick up contract cards cheap on the transfer market, or you can get a load of them in each pack you buy. Uh I've played FIFA for years, only got into an ultimate team in FIFA 14, and I love it. It takes time getting used to, but well worth it. So that sounds slightly better than um, the frankly um, unfounded and unresearched uh, ahem, diatribe that we put out last week. So apologies. Um, thank you for that. I we'll say no you, more. I thought you could. I thought you did buy packs with. You money. buy packs, but let's not talk about it, Beastie. Let's just leave it and move on swiftly <laughs> into Mordor. Well, of course, one does not swiftly walk into Mordor. Well, on. no. one holds
1: down r2 and sneaks his thing. yeah. Right? <laughs> Go on. Um, this is fucking amazing.
0: Oh, you bastard! Ah,
1: oh. I. Love this game.
0: This is getting so much love, this game. Considering nobody I mean I've I've had high hopes of it since I first saw a preview. Oh Christ, a while ago when it was first I think it was last last DGX, I think I first saw it. And going um, everyone's Ooh, it's been Assassin's Cleacrome, but I you know, there's something about it and watching all the videos coming out and stuff, and I'm um, I'm just amazed I thought it was just gonna be something a bit like Sleeping Dogs, where kind of nobody would
1: buy it. And then it would be a kind of sleep hit, but actually,
0: it looks like quite a people have bought it.
1: It seems to be the case. Um, it was certainly in around, around my office, which isn't a good example because it's mm-hmm. a gaming office. Um, it's certainly getting uh, a bit of traction. Um, I mean, I, uh, I I don't know what it was that drew, that drew me to it particularly. I don't know if I saw an asset. I think it might have just been the orcs. To be honest. Um, I thought oh, that was quite cool. and nemesis stuff, system seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Orcs are quite cool. I, I mean, I'm, I like Lord of the Rings, but I'm not massively involved in the background of it. Uh-huh. Um, I thought, oh, orcs, nemesis, and you get to kind of... You've got these captains, and you've got... I didn't really know anything about it. I was like, well, you can take over the army, and you've got this, and you can run the yeah. orcs, and you can do treacherous things. I thought, oh, this sounds really, really amazing. And in my head, of course, I was going didn't even think about, the, is this going to really work like this or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, start playing it. It has got cutscenes and store in it a little bit, which is a little bit irritating, um, as you know. I, I, honestly, the story is just really a justification for what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's basically a, it, it's, it's an excuse for Orc genocide. Yeah, Effectively. Um, you're And and they've given you superpowers because you're kind of half-man, half rejected <laughs> by death. <laughs> what do you have to do to get rejected I, I, i'm not even sure i'm not uh, even have
0: sure. you ever watched uh, is it horrible histories on CBBC?
1: i've seen yes of you course should, stupid it's death. like that
0: that yeah stupid death stupid death it's just like no nope, you're rejected go back and murder loads of orcs before i'll let you in yeah
1: <laughs> I, I, i'm not sure the background you but you are um you're paired with a wraith and uh appears to be a an elf, mm-hmm. an elf I don't want to spoil he no, is I, actually... I know enough
0: about this to know what, what what's coming yeah. up so he's you, integral you to
1: the to the story but more importantly the, the wider lord of the rings thing which makes mm-hmm. him quite interesting yes um but frankly irrelevant. um the <laughs> interesting but irrelevant it, okay. it's interesting but really the story is not the thing that's dragging you through this game mm-hmm. um and I should pretty point out that um I've put 20 hours into this already what? Yeah. Um, and of that, I have only completed like 37% of the game. 40%. Now, when you say
0: completed, are we talking on the Assassin's Creed level of completion? Has I mean, every asking, collectible, every. you're form?
1: asking the wrong person. I've got no idea. Okay, um, so, so when, when you talk about
0: 37% of completion, are you talking about the main story quest? Or have you completed that and you're now doing all the mop-up side quests?
1: I'm going based upon what the game tells me.
0: Okay, so have you done it the main story quest yet?
1: Nope. Have you started the main story quest yet? You, I have, yes. Okay, right. I have. Um, you kind of have to, to move things on the way you want it to be.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I've heard, because obviously I haven't started playing yet. It's sitting downstairs. I have taken the cellophane off it. You know, okay. Pass, and I've propped it next to the telly so that the wife has seen it. She is aware of its presence. And uh-huh. she knows that when I go downstairs from recording this, she's out of the lounge. Ah, kind That's of. as far as I've got. But now right. I have heard various things, because obviously being the... You know, gaming enthusiast, what I am, I'm very, very in touch with what's going on in the gaming world. You know, Kingpin, you might want to call me, Fulcrum. Uh, Oh, Fulcrum, I like that. The Fulcrum of the gaming industry world, yeah. Uh, And I got very confused because there were lots of people sort of saying, what you should do is you should do the storyline first, at least six missions of the storyline, so it kind of acts as a tutorial, so you learn the basic things you need to learn. And I've got other people saying, nah, bugger that, let's go off and do loads of side quests to level up that way what's your advice beastie after 20 hours of gameplay
1: um i think you do a bit of both well, um, come off that fence why don't you well indeed no i uh, you know what i i didn't the reason that i didn't get that much caught up in the storyline is it to do quite a challenging thing i've heard people say they completed the main the game in four hours i don't know what the hell they they must you have want been... to I, I'm baffled as to how... Ha- I mean, the person has not approached this game... in the, I'm not saying it's the right right or well, wrong way, but mm-hmm. they've approached it completely different to me. What was drawing me to was the combat. and uh, I, So from it is very similar to Batman Arkham Asylum-style combat. Mm. It's combos and counters and mm. flips, and I loved that combat system. I thought mm. it was brilliant.
0: I thought, that, yeah, I, I liked part of it. I thought what in the the like? last well the last one um, which one was that, like, the Arkham City I wasn't too keen on it. Um,
1: I've I been off Arkham City because it's not a game. It was it was so Arkham bloody Arkham buggy
0: Sons. and it was horrible yeah. and all that. But I don't know there was something I, I liked the combat in Asylum and I'm um, considering City is kind of almost identical. I think there was just it was maybe just the ways of enemies and the fact that you couldn't and I know they have changed this in, in in Mordor you can you can interrupt whatever you're doing if you need to do a quick counter. Mm-hmm. But I often found myself in Arkham, uh, in in Arkham, just kind of getting bashed on the back of the head when I was midway through an animation and couldn't cut out of it. Oh, you um, definitely
1: can cut out of it. It's, it's responsive yeah. in
0: that way. I mean, the way um, I see, it, the way I look at it, and, and I'm hoping this is going to be the case, is a lot of people have told me it's kind of a combination of Assassin's Creed and Batman, and what I kind of see from looking at some of the videos I see is almost, it's almost also a bit like Far Cry Three. In the sense of you kind of, you can take your time, scope out whatever it is you want to do, and decide whether you're going to go in stealthy and pick, you know, because the way I play Far Cry 3, probably like quite a lot of people, is you get to some high ground, you scope out the fort or whatever, and you decide, right, there's the watch people, I'm going to nail them with some arrows first, and then I'm going to sneak in, climb that wall, try and take these guys outside, and then get involved in a mass brawl when it all goes completely tits up. Mm, That's kind of how I'm planning to go
1: about it. Um, Yeah, always things can happen um <laughs> no 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 but i mean they, they, it depends how you want to approach it the, and the reason that i say that is what well, i found really interesting I, I, i've been properly into this by the way in you know, a kind of a like like the best game i've played for a couple of years in terms of this kind of release mm-hmm. um been really enjoying it really reading a lot of reviews reading people seem to go kind of go oh my god this game's really easy to oh my god this game's really hard mm. and i find that really interesting and and i now, there could be a skill imbalance there, but also I think there's two factors here. I think the fact that... We should go and we should talk a little bit about the Orcs, because they're the stars, really, and I think these might be the, the, the crux of it. Um, now, if you were probably... A, perhaps I haven't played Assassin's Creed for a long time, so I couldn't really reference that as to how the combat works, but mm-hmm. if you're a seasoned, particularly console gamer with a joypad, and we're pointing out, I've had to play this with my mouse and keyboard, and it's been perfectly fine, apart from little finger pain. You need to hold left shift down a lot, particularly early on, because that's your sneaky button. Oh man, because you're pressing it down like ninety percent of the time. you just and remap it. Well,
0: does it let you remap it in the PC? Version? You
1: you can remap it, but it will come to another thing. I mean, there are there are a few points to the game, but I we'll, we'll kind of I've okay. come to i it. I'll mention it now. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no, fine.
0: Interrupting you, lots. Go
1: on. No, I mention it now because the reason being it makes it, it makes sense. There are too many buttons for this game. That is a, I, that's a solid complaint, I can about it. There, there's too many things. I've, certain skills I've taken, I go, oh, bugger, I'm not even using you. So I've got to press left control, uh, then press Z, and like, the piss off. What? Piss off. Is this purely
0: a mouse and keyboard thing? Or is this, was it, was it, was this, I, would this be solved if you swapped to a gamepad?
1: I don't believe, because there's so many things... I believe there's quite a lot of bun combinations in the um, oh god this on the not control pad as well because I mean I'm trying to think what keys I've got mapped so you've got obviously wasad q e f i z x control with combinations of those shift mm-hmm. combinations of, left and right mouse button of course as well there's a lot mm-hmm. um and it's about, obviously you've got timing that's the that's a, that is a solid complaint about it, that there is too many things and it's a, mm-hmm. a bit awkward. But all it's meant is I've just focused in on things like I'm not using that ability, it's kind of shit that, that won't be used. Mm-hmm. Um, but so getting to the kind of combat and why there may be this disparity in how people are experiencing the uh, either success or ease, or whatever else. Because the orcs, so you've basically got orc fodders, you've got st- your standard grunt orcs, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible in and themselves in small numbers so you to die to them you'd have to be utter garbage uh-huh. um not impossible though as i definitely have died to them before certainly early on early on you've got to be so careful because i think if you go in early and i think this is where why it's maybe taken me a bit longer because i wanted to do some of the side quests i wanted to do some of the the internal orc politics before i challenge the next um uh-huh. War chief, because that's when I thought. When the first we have one of the early missions, not first, but one of the early missions is to kill four war chief. And the war chiefs have bodyguards. They're the highest ranking, highest level with the yep. most amount of, of strengths, least amount of weaknesses, and they're a bastard hard thing to do. So you have got to kill the bodyguards. So I don't know how other people have just steamrolled through it. They could maybe they're amazing or whatever else. But I found because I was being a bit more blase because. The standard combat, I oh, was smashing through the orcs. It was yeah. like Batman, no problems at all. Oh, that guy's got shoulders, jump over him, blah blah, smash, smash, smash. All going very well. Yep. Um, killing strikes are a little bit hard early on because you've got to you've got to kill the downed enemies and that can be annoying because it takes so long to kill them. You've got sometimes when you got to block them, so you've got to, It can be a bit fiddly, and that's why when you've got the captains to deal with, who are the elite orcs, they they've got other bit things to them, and so it makes it. Even more challenging. They, they hit harder. They 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 can't be grabbed. It's, it all varies what they could be. They all of them have got different strengths and weaknesses. Some can be insta killed from certain um, situations. Others, um, will come to one of them. <laughs> Others you you can't do a lot to, and you've got and to. How, how from... do you find out their weaknesses? There sort of so you can it's interrogate. You? Oh you, know, right, you okay. can interrogate other orcs. All right, yeah. So you've got you've got so your standard orc. You've basically imagine you've got. Um, what say I'm not quite sure there's four rows and I don't know four five six and six maybe something like or maybe more yeah. rows of silhouettes of yeah. you've got no idea what they are so mm-hmm. you can come across them and it will if you come across them, about them they'll kind of speak to you the voice will be oh I see you ranger kind of mm-hmm. and then they'll it'll zoom into them you'll see them they normally look a bit more punchy uh, than the others yeah. um, not necessarily so but they might have them more elaborate slightly and they've all got personalities and silly names so Like they're
0: signposted of, quite
1: nicely Well, only when they actually were in range, basically in combat range. Mm -hmm. And they're guessing. oh, I see, now I'm going to get in a fight with you. Um... And as you get, if you can then interrogate orcs or get tips from outcasts, which apparently happens, but I've never seen it happen to me. Or move, and there's little nuggets of little, these little green things as well. We, we'll I'll come to that in a second. Um, and they can <laughs> basically tell you that. that I mean, for now, I was reading Rock Paper Shotgun review to this. There is a lot of, to this game, to, to be honest. It, it's not as bad as it sounds, but there's a lot to it. Um, and you interrogate. So you can interrogate people and they tell you who they are. Then you've got these special ones, with like little green icons on them. And they mean that they they know the strengths and weaknesses of any orc you want. So you then find that, find him. You've got to, there's often fight mobs, trying to kill him so you can interrogate him. Uh-huh. Which you have to do while the other orcs. If you get hit, you get interrupted during yeah, the interrogation. Yeah. Um, and from that, you can then determine what the strengths and weaknesses of an orc you choose. Basically, it's like, I want one orc, that one. Oh, thank you. I know who that is. Um and that's kind of the crux of it. And because there's this power struggle between the orcs killing each other and trying to move up the ranks and you might be killing them, that constantly changes and they rank up. Um and so early on when I was being blase and just running in Smash mobs, I come across a thing I was like, right, okay, this is going be a little bit trickier, but I'll just mow into him. Killed. Oh, bollocks. Um and there's like a kind of last chance system, which I had no idea was even gonna happen. So I was like, oh, shit, what am what I doing? Oh, right, I got my move in the circle and then press what key? Oh, my God, oh, I'm dead. Damn it. Mm-hmm. And then he'll mock you. He's then leveled up, I mean, quite a few power rankings, moved mm-hmm. up a level of captain. And I thought, right, 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 I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you this time, and I'm going to focus on getting you. So I go back out and try and find this guy. Um, right, oh, there he is, right. Yeah, okay, I can mark him for death. That's how right, so I was getting the fight two other captains happened to turn up because I didn't bother checking and anywhere around me at all mm-hmm. didn't go into my little magical wraith vision which basically does a effectively the Batman heart monitor vision you get from uh, oh, the right. asylum yeah. and I'm like right okay oh yeah oh bollocks there's three of them um okay right i I try and fight through this so I can see if I can do it um oh no I got killed by a normal runt orc, now he's a captain <laughs> um,
0: so if you get killed by lots of orcs then you just get
1: too many captains well the captains are for knights but their power, it doesn't seem to be for knights so far, Right. so there's one there's one particular, at one point I always had five nemesis orcs that had killed me in mm-hmm. the rankings, mm-hmm. and they've all moved up the rankings to be either war chief or the, the second level, like veteran, uh, what, captains are they called, mm-hmm. uh, Early captains and so forth, Um and I realized, I was like, well, I'm not standing for this. I'm going to eliminate this. And eventually I did apart from one and he has become, he's beaten me like five times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's become so powerful. And I went to another areas, just you know, another zone you go into. And I kind of went back just to look at it. And I realized that the whole structure of that, that, uh, kind of orc kingdom had changed. So he'd risen up to war chief when I was gone. Yeah. Um, and he's even stronger than was before. He's power level like twenty three or something, which is fairly substantial. You he you can't do, he's not afraid of anything. Doesn't flee. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can only be killed. The only thing he's weak to arranged, which may sounds really obvious, but because he's also battle hardened, mm. you can't do much damage from range. You Only got like like five or six arrows anyway, so he doesn't do much. He's got combat maneuvers and basically there is all they can't leap over him he can grapple he's horrible to fight now he's Mm. vulnerable to explosions but if you don't get him in a position like that you're kind of in trouble um i mean i'm going to go back now i've kind of leveled up a little bit and got some unlocks and i have to say was one of the things i found was killing these four chiefs. i was really it started to become overwhelming for me because I had so many orcs to manage and I was trying to right, I kill him. If I take out his bodyguard and then it means that when I fight him, he won't have three bodyguards and so forth. And that's kind of how I went to approach it. So it took me a while. And of course you get sidetracked by other things going on as well. And um, it took me a while and, I don't know how people just rolled through that and this didn't really get involved with the politics at all. Mm-hmm. I think for me it was kind of missing the point. That was kind of part of the fun, the fact that I was genuinely building up an emotional reaction to that um, orc and going, "Fucking, hell, I've got." A, he's <laughs> rather than just it being, "Oh yeah, whatever." It's vendetta time. Yeah, um, and that's another thing that I actually added. I didn't really spot this. There is vendettas in it in similar to how Diablo 3 apparently worked uh, the nemesis system yeah so I see blah 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 from my steam furnace got killed by this orc and I can do a vendetta mission to take him out which is quite a good fun so you get to see the orc that killed your mates um but as I was saying what's been interesting is those killers 40s was a challenge I got through it and did it no problem um eventually um uh, moved on to the next zone where things changed dramatically where it's all about branding. So you can basically, you start learning through the, the only through the main story quest. Like several skills are only unlocked through the main story quest. And by now I've actually got quite a lot of unlocks, a lot of skill unlocks, a lot of ability points. So actually I'm you're a lot, lot tougher. So like all of a sudden I know I barely have to worry about taking out downed enemies. I can just automatically execute on certain combinations. So after five combos, I'm executing. So I and I've got a facility that means I can do two executes. So I'm mauling through them now. Um, even champions um, I, and captains, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. I can still, I, I'd still, I go in now a bit more blasé about it. It's not saying it's not challenging or difficult, but it's definitely more blasé. So it's kind of this weird situation where it was harder earlier on, has actually got easier for me. Yeah. Um, and that's partially because of the branding system. Now the branding system is the other thing that I thought the game was all about originally, but you don't actually get until halfway through the game, which is managing your own orc army. So you can um grab an orc, your box standard orc, and you can then dominate him. And he basically comes blue and he's your in your control. If you're in the middle of a so you mentioned the archers, so I don't tend to kill archers anymore. Um I will literally I can actually teleport around. I teleport round, and automatically convert them to my side. They don't, they don't just attack randomly. I can basically go around the entire camp and convert loads of orcs to my to my battle. Um, doesn't necessarily help a massive amount because the respawn rates appear to be bonkersly fast at some points. Um, so if you're in a stronghold, odds are the orcs are going to keep on coming anyway. It doesn't seem to be a finite amount of them. They seem to be relentless um, in certain scenarios. So you take the base, and then you press I on the keyboard, which is like initiate. You can activate all those um, dormant orcs, and they start attacking. Right. So you can basically take out the archers, which you're really hoping to take out anyway. There's obviously other other <laughs> ranged characters around. Um, and now that's that's handy, but the thing is about capturing the captains. That's the key, where the key key fun is. So you get a captain, maybe a low rank one. Mm-hmm. And you you brand them as yours, and from then on you can all the missions you had previously. We had to like stop the ambush for this captain. Doesn't let me get more power up. I'll decide th- these two captains are feuding. Decide which one you want to want to win and support the the other one. You know I mean? That kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the, attack the other one. Internal
0: um, orc politics.
1: Internal right? orc politics. Yes. You can now then influence, well, I want my orc to be more powerful. So I'm going to set him on a mission to start a fight with that one. And then I'm going to help him so he goes up the rank. Right. So he gets powered up. And as they power up, they get a higher level increase, but they also get better armor. and They they look better. It's it's synthetic, but they Uh get better. It's just a really nice system. And from that, you can then – I've got a war chief. I mean, branding my next one – i coming I've got, I've got to brand all the war chiefs, but I've kind of got one branded war chief as part of the main storyline. And I can make him write other ones so a new ones coming up and go make him attack them. Um, and of course with each fight he's getting tougher and tougher himself. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really, really cool idea. Um, it's got a little a little lovely little tips, little hints in there. If you don't execute an orc champion, he actually comes back and he'll he'll have the scars of that battle.
0: Yeah, because I hear I hear some. I hear, it's really it's really weird because it sounds. The more I hear about it, the deeper and deeper that the kind of game mechanics seem to get. And I've heard lots of people sort of talking about how they would actually let themselves be killed by somebody mm-hmm. um, to increase your own power, but also to advance their orc in the hierarchy. So you could um, you could if you've got one of your own orcs or something like that, I suppose getting them to kind of kill you. They, they don't attack you. They they you. They, not... I'm, sure I'm sure you. I've heard a couple of people talking about trying to sort of get orcs to, to sort of murder you, so to to advance
1: you No, know, sure, but that's before you've turned them. All ah, right. right, okay. Um, because once you turn them, they don't attack you. They're completely passive to you. I mean, I've I've got missions now where I can tell my orcs war chiefs to turn up, and he'll uh-huh. turn up and work, discuss what he needs to do. Um, start fighting out of the war. It's it's become a really good fun kind of politics for me of like, like, do I brand this guy? Do I like the sound of him? Do I brand him, make him mine? Or do I want to keep him there just to, uh, just to manage the other alt population, that kind of thing. It all kind of like, well, so it is, it's all about the orcs they've all got they've got crazy names they've got these weird personalities mm. some will just kind of they'll say they'll reference when you fight them again i'm like oh you're right don't no, run away from me again and i'll oh, i'll set a volcano on you or those kind of ridiculous nonsense they say yeah um and it's nice that they've got the dialogue enough that they've gone that at least reference what you're doing so if i ride on the caragor which is a like a like a it's a bit more like a war, but more like a cat version. Yeah. Um, they you start riding a battle, they'll, they'll reference it the fact that you're riding. You're basically a weak.
0: Yeah, because you're not going in on foot.
1: If you do this, the wrong, it makes him weak. Um, so he, he's running away, and so he'll flee, and you chase after him. Um, and then he'll that gives you an opportunity to like, almost get a free kill on them, effectively. Right. Others will have the strength of they're enraged by them, so they get a, a strength bonus. Right. So, it, and there's it's, it's just there's so many different things that, that they either hate or dislike or fearful of. There's there's bees and caragaws, and there's also these these kind of ghouls that run around, and there's a, this big old um, kind of rancor style monster as well. Yeah. Which later on you get a stage where not only can you mount them, but you can just do it just literally by pressing control left and Z. And I'll teleport. <laughs> control onto it. left and Z, right? Okay. Um and I'll teleport onto it and I can then ride it into the, the stronghold and then jump off it. And he's my under my control. And he'll just randomly smash things up and I'll go around trying to kill a champion. He's just got some this it's just brilliant. I love it. No multiplayer. No, it's brilliant. Good. I quite, I
0: quite like the fact that we're starting to move back to proper single, so, sort of single player crafted stuff, rather than let's shoehorn in some kind of multiplayer element to it.
1: Mm, I think it would have been tough, to be honest. Uh, I know
0: they're doing the um, the same thing they were doing in Batman, aren't they? With the kind of the leaderboards with the almost yeah, but
1: that's that's
0: not a problem.
1: Nobody cares about that, do they? That's not. I mean, when I've been playing it, I've been thinking to myself. Do you know what this should be? A, um, I, I could so see them using this kind of format for Elder Scrolls or something. Um, mm. uh, because I've really enjoyed the. The only thing about Elder Scrolls, I love the world, I love everything about it, but the combat's probably its ropiest thing. If you could somehow make it like this, it'd be, it's, so,
0: it's so true. I mean, um, I'm still playing Elder Scrolls online. Um, I Why? Why? I don't know. It's 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 really good. Um, mechanically, it's an MMO. It's mm-hmm. you know there's nothing particularly different about it, but it does. It's it's highly highly polished. It's very very slick. It's. I think the thing I like about it is probably the questing system the best because it does feel like um, an Elder Scrolls game in that respect. Mm-hmm. if you ignore the art style and the prettiness of it and all the, the lore, which I just have no idea what's going on anybody who tries to tell me they understand what's going on in Elder Scrolls game, forget about it I mean, Skyrim was basically I've got to go fuck some dragons up that was basically what I took from the lore and the storyline on that, I'm sorry mm-hmm. normally I'm alright with lore you know, but this was just stupid levels of lore, so Elder Scrolls Online is kind of, yeah, you can you can hit that if you want to but really it's just, you know It's just your bog-standard MMO thing. But what I like about it is the fact that um, the questing is done beautifully in a proper Elder Scrolls fashion where, yeah, you have a main kind of quest line where you can just follow this line from the south to the north of the map and you just follow along that line and that will take you through the main story quest and then that's it. Mm. Or, you can strike off left or right of that road and I'm, you know obviously generalised, um, and you can just walk around exploring, and you'll come across the usual sort of elder sports, where you'll find a cave, and there'll be a woman outside crying, sort of saying, oh, my husband's gone in there, I don't know where he's coming out, blah, blah, blah. And you go off, and it starts on a massive quest line, or you stumble across a bandit camp, or you... Do you know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing where if you had in wow a lot of the time i found you kind of follow the quest chain and everything pinwheels out from a central location Mm -hmm, so you know i mean you'll go you'll go places and it'll be um here's a here's your central camp there's various vendors and then there's about three people with question marks over their heads and you go that and you go and follow off and you you go and do whatever it is you want to do and um that's never particularly this really genuinely feels like you're kind of Exploring and you're and that's the one of the really the, the, you know for me in MMOs that's what I really like about it. It's what's the new you know what's the next zone going to look like? What's the, what's it going to be? <sighs> what's what's the topography going to be like? What animals am I going to find? What creatures? What what's that's the thing that makes me walk around the world mm-hmm. is that exploration, that driving force of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not the combat. Cause let's face it, MMO combat is normally fairly shite. I mean, why? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. What, I just I've never understood why they couldn't just make a a kind of third person action, a bit like Mordor, but in a
1: not necessarily that deep, but you know, a simple action MMO. I I don't know if how, how possible it really is though. I mean, when I was thinking about Mordor, I was thinking about multi mention multiplayer. I was thinking much. I I love the idea of it. How on earth like you could do that where I'm fighting against. Ten orcs and you come as well. Whenever you got ally, particularly, I've come across this when you had your ally orcs. It was really hard not to hit them because you're just mauling through them. And you, yeah. yeah and pirates. I'm not necessarily um, talking
0: about about sort of uh, necessarily. But I'm just talking about the fact that one of the things I don't like about MMOs is this bog standard kind of um, wastad mouse to look, uh, you know, and your ability buttons across the across the number bad mm. I just I, I just it's old man get over it you know wow was doing that ex you know 10 years ago to, is it 10 years ago this month uh, it's 10 years ago must be I think it's 10 years ago yeah um you know but even even other other games were you doing it before then and stuff but it's just old now and it's it's it's, it's really clunky and not smooth at all and not it, you know what does it what does it do? And really, what you want is kind of what Skyrim was trying to bring to it, which is where you've got your kind of, you know, left click is swing and right click is block, and you kind of at least feel like you're doing something, even if it is, you know, that is kind of behind mm. that is hidden all the number crunching that is just basically stats. It would be nice to have, and you know, that's the kind of I guess the holy grail, a kind of skill based, almost like Dark Soulsian MMO where you've got that control over your character, which is simple control. At the end of the day, you're talking you know, soft, you know, light hit, hard hit, block, dash, something like, you know, that kind of, it's it's relatively Mm. simple. And why they haven't been able to do that where you have abilities, fine, you can have spells and you can have buffs and you can have all that stuff, but actually at the end of it, you're you're actually, it's a skill-based kind of combat system rather than, you know, I I don't know. I mean,
1: Uh, the thing is, I think the, um, I think there is an audience for that as well. It's one of those tricky things. is finding the right audience for the combination of what the game's like and how the game plays. And I think there's definitely an audience that likes that slower pace of combat. It's,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not even the slower pace, though, that's the problem. It's the fact that to attack, I press 1. Then I press yeah. 2. Then after 2.5 seconds, I press 3, which by which time my 1 will, re- will recharge and I can hit my 5, because at that point I need 4, because 6 comes after 7. You know, and it's just like. But, but
1: what's interesting, oh. I guess it's the also. I mean, the, the thing that's come up um, uh, for, for Wildstar is because the combat's so much more action based. Yes. That actually, people playing for hours and hours and hours, which is common for MMOs, uh-huh. find it hard. Yeah. But I found. Keeping it that hard. attention.
0: When I played Wildstar, I found, yeah. I found the combat really hard. And that was because it was trying to do it with the mouse and keyboard. And if you want action, you really want to translate it onto a pad. Mm-hmm. And that becomes difficult when you're talking about the number of inputs, you know, that that may and, and fantasy's uh, not fantasy style online, what am I talking about? Final Fantasy has done a relatively good job of translating an awful lot of stuff onto a controller. Um for playing, you know, the MMO on the PS4. Um and it works quite well, but it's still press your abilities to attack you know mm-hmm. and and i just i just kind of want to move away but the thing about elder scrolls is you kind of ignore all that it's all done very nicely there's a little bit of movement involved but you're aware that that's you know you can do, you can dart out of the way and it's signposts that the the creature is going to you know you have that kind of cone of sight that comes out from the creature okay marble whatever so you can see on on the ground in red will be a kind of a cone coming out which is showing you where he's going to basically where his attack is going to influence and you can you know uh, you can double tap to get out the way, to dash out the way or whatever. Um, and you can sneak up and you can backstab and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a little bit of action stuff in there and, and that, that works quite nicely. But it's the world and the questing that that is is just what's tagging me into it. So, and I have no no real qualms about spending my eight, nine pound a month or whatever it is playing the game. I mean, I don't, I'm never going to hit MMOs like I used to um, because I just don't have the time. And there's so many games out there, but I just don't have
1: the time to play them but that's and also you've still got to play shadows of mordor so well um,
0: yeah and that's that's going to probably take I mean, The, I the thing about eso is it's one of those games where i will go in there and i'll spend an hour hour and a half just pottering about and then i'll turn it off and i'll come back to it in three or four days and i'll spend another hour, hour and a half just pottering around and that's nice. it, and i like it the pace of it's nice the i haven't met any dickheads on there which is just bizarre <laughs> <laughs> Considering it's an MMO, I've not had any abuse or anything, and, and I'm playing as a woman, so that you normally <laughs> that would be it. You get so much crap, but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still kind of still kind of bugging around. The other thing, really, that I've been playing around with is because I've not had any time to do anything else. Apart, I mean, even Destiny's not got a look in really. Um, for those for those who've missed a couple of episodes, I've had a kid. He's now about to be a month old, and I've got a four year old daughter as well. So my gaming time is really really diluted at the yeah. moment. um i've been i've been hitting the the 3ds which is oh. unusual i hate handhelds um <laughs> he says having had nearly every single one ever is it
1: is it because really it's just the moment you can grab
0: yeah for time yeah. I, mean, I mean that that's basically what it is it's a, it's a handy device that i can sit down and um it can be sat next to me on the sofa. I can pick it up, flip open the screen. It starts from where it left off, you know, um, cause it's got that nice sleep function.
1: Yeah. So, you
0: know, it's... as soon as you close the lid, the yeah. game pauses oh, and it's, it's, it's still, still there. there. As soon as I flip it up, I'm exactly where I was when I yeah, left yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's beautiful. It also means I can play whilst I'm cradling a sleeping baby, which is kind of classy, nice. yeah, classy cool. yeah, classy. I should have it with like a fag hanging out my mouth and a bottle yeah, of the best. bourbon yeah. in my hand or something like that. No, but,
1: no uh, something with, like castle or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be more more up my street with you know, several dog ends in it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've been playing a lot of DS stuff and um a couple I wanted to give a shout out for. Well, first of all, the reason why I've gone back into the DS. I mean, I, I bought a 3DS uh, on the back of a game called Kid Icarus, which Clarkey just kept chomping on about constantly, and um, I kind of put it away a little bit. But uh, my kids actually started using it. My four-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's because I, I basically I bought I bought this 3DS secondhand, and it came with a load of shite. Um, so it came with Nintendo's. It came with my Sims. And it came with a couple of other games. And she is just – I've also got an original DS I should hasten to add. And, she, you know, Dogs is an original DS game. So I kind of chucked it at her and sort of just said, there you go. And she's, like, never used anything before apart from – she uses the iPad all the time to go onto Netflix and stuff and things like that. Um, but she hasn't got a clue about – she was using this uh, DS to play Dogs within, like, 20 minutes. She was washing the smegging dog. She was throwing the frisbee for it. She was buying loads of fucking hairbrushes for it, and godness, whatever else. And she gets really into it. And she plays it for like half an hour. Says thank you, Dad. Puts it away. Goes and gets it out of the cupboard again. Picks it up. Plays it. And I thought this is amazing. So I ended up buying um buying a three DS for, for kid Icarus, which reignited kind of I don't know a little spark your, for that your... kind of game. They had a little bit of interest for it, and um. I've been playing a game called
1: Inazuma Eleven. Now, have you heard of this? Uh, it sounds either like a smashy, lots of warriors game uh, from Japan, or no. a silly RPG from Japan. Kinda. It's
0: it's an RPG about football. Mm. Yeah. So essentially, what this is this is this is just it's 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 a fantastic. It's just, it is is Japan to uh, the nth degree. You play, uh, your kind of lead character, if you like, is a guy called Mark, who is a goalkeeper who, um he's probably about it's a high it's japanese <laughs> they, high school.
1: They, they went for goalkeeper
0: exactly <laughs> why i don't you know you, you'd think you know if he was england or america it'd be the striker you know or something like that but no 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 he's a fucking goalkeeper and basically he's he's gone to high school and i don't know how old he's going to be probably about 14 or something i imagine maybe a bit older um and um he has to kind of uh, it's it's a really tenuous plot line but basically he has to recruit a team to play football um, and the first match he has to play against the royal academy or his or the club will be disbanded and so they have to win this big game and stuff like this and there's lots of sort of it's very kind of persona-esque where there's like mysterious characters that you have to kind of go and they all get special <laughs> just like in real football but i'll tell you what it's amazing it's it's really good the rpg stuff is is kind of you level up by playing games of football uh-huh. and you can then you know you level up your characters this it actually is it actually a football game i'll come to the football in a sec but okay. basically the the rpg bit is um each each player is is kind of one of the four things earth wind fire water uh, type and that that when you're playing the game of football if you're going into like a one in one-on-one um one-on-one kind of on the pitch it will it will kind of give you a match up against the character and like fire will beat um wood but water will beat fire and all that kind of stuff comes into it and there's stats and there's stuff and you decide what to do and all this kind of thing so the RPG mechanic is there you can learn new skills as you level up so different so for for Mark it's different types of goalkeeping technique and for a striker it might be a certain shot or a certain um way of avoiding a tackle or something like that but that's really good the football is actually really really good what it does is it kind of is like sensible soccer, oh, okay. But you use your stylus. Makes sense. Okay, so what you basically do is um, you, you kind of uh, top-down look at the pitch, which can get a little bit annoying because sometimes it's quite hard to make out which is your character, and which is you know which who players that are on your team. Yeah. But essentially, it's top-down view of the pitch, and you can't see all the pitch. You can probably see you know uh, a sixth of it or something like that. Um, basically you can tap the screen for the person. Whoever's got the ball will pass to that where you've tapped. You can draw on the screen from the person who's got the ball, and you can draw, and that will be the route they take. Um, You can double-tap the character to make them kind of sprint a little bit, but obviously that uses up a little bit of their energy and stuff. And you actually end up kind of drawing a football match on your DS. You can pause the game at any Mm -hmm. point, And you can plan out a kind of line of attack. So you can pause it, and you can say, I want this person to make a run through the middle here. I want this person to kind of cross in front of him so he blocks the defender off, and then I want that person to pass the ball. Then you can press play and see how it works out. Um, And it's just a beautiful kind of marriage of RPG and a kind of bizarre, sensi-soccer kind of football game. And it's really, really, really good. Um, I think it costs about 12 quid off Amazon. And there's there's several of them. There's like I think they're up to Inazuma eleven four or something. But they are also the most <laughs> stupid games. I mean, the, the the initial song, you know, when you load up games, Japanese uh-huh. games in particular, they always have a beautiful song to start off with. Mm-hmm. This one basically goes, "We love football, we love football, we love football. Football's great," yep. for about twenty minutes. Amazing, <laughs> and it's just absolutely, you know, we are so happy when we score a. Uh, 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 Goal, um, and it's just we don't want to be substituted. We want to be the best in Japan, and not just Japan. The wor- and it's just the, the, the intro movie on its, its own. It's is definitely no worth work. the money. it's seriously, is YouTube it if you can because the intro movie to Inazuma Eleven is just it's stunning. It's really, it's, really stunning.
1: It doesn't obviously have the quality of meat pie sausage roll, of course. Absolutely not.
0: Songs. No, absolutely not. Um, it. I don't know why I quite I, I like it. It's it's a be, it's just a it's a really fun game. Um, the RPG doesn't take itself at all seriously, but it still is quite quite deep. And it's just instead of having battles, you know, in a normal sort of JRPG, you can kind of you, and again with people if you don't play JRPG, South Park the game, whatever, same thing. You you run into an encounter and it goes to a kind of arena screen where you have the enemies on the left hand side, you have your team on the right hand side, and you kind of battle it out well, this is, instead of having that battle, you have a game of football. (laughs) So one of the the games is... The gentleman's journey. One of your defenders at the beginning of the game, for example, is a a kind of um, an example. One of your defenders, this big, huge guy, um, runs away, locks himself in a locker because he doesn't want to play against the Royal Academy because he's going to be embarrassed and he's going to be... you know So you go and try and find him. You find him in this locker, but then the sumo team come up and say, no, no, no he should come with us. He should come and play sumo. He said, so you have in the corridor, a game of football, three on three or something like that. And you have to kick the football out of the locker. And if you can do that, then you get the player back. And it's just bizarre. And it's just like that. And it's just brilliant. So, you know, if you have got a, a, a DS, um, by all means, give it a go. Cause it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. What,
0: is, is that the only thing we've been playing on? Uh, no, no, strangely. Um, I'm beginning to really like Nintendo, and I don't know why, because I never have before. And it's not Nintendo sort of own brand stuff. I think it's the other things. I, I get a bit bit annoyed by things like Mario and Yoshi and, and all that and Kirby and stuff. I, I've never really been into those games. But some of the titles that are available on, certainly on Nintendo stuff, the Wii U, love the Wii U. I'm playing quite a lot of stuff on the Wii U, you know, just I'm still sort of pl- pl- playing through it and it's just it's a fabulous console. It really is. I've probably spent more time on that if pre destiny and probably pre Shadows of Mordor, I've probably played on that's probably been my most played console this year. Um I really like it. But on on the DS, um, Bloody Clarky's fault, um, Bravely Default.
1: Is that like an option setting or something <laughs>
0: kind of it's um effectively it's a, a jrpg straight up jrpg um I'm not sure if it's made by them, but it's basically uh it's gorgeous it it, it looks like um nino Kuni. um okay there's a demo on the marketplace uh, and the eShop's actually pretty good actually but there is a demo on the marketplace which i've basically been i've caned the demo for about five hours in the last day. Wow. I downloaded it yesterday. And so, I actually, so for think, the first time... Think ever, how many
1: orcs you could have killed in that. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, if I'd have had Shadows of Mordor, I don't think I'd have ever actually played this game. Let's put it that way. But for the first time ever, I took a handheld to work. Wow. Yeah? What a nerd. Exactly. That's how I, because I knew I had a meeting midday, which was, I had but about an hour to keep it. didn't between want to it. do. <laughs> well, I was going to be sat in a car, basically, between, you know, um, one meeting, driving from from Swindon to Devise's, and uh, I knew I was going to be in a car park in devices for about 45 minutes to an hour. And normally I just put my podcast on or browse Twitter or something like that or wait. You know, there's nothing much else I can do. No, I took my DS just so I could play this game. And it's perfect for that. Close the lid, open the lid, whack out a battle, put it down again. Um, so, yes, I've actually bought it. I've actually gone online and purchased it. Um, and It should be winging its way to me. In the next couple of days, um, so I'll have more about that. But Bravery Default is effectively it's a proper old-school JRPG in the sense it's um, turn-based uh, combat, you know, proper battle screen. You have certain skills and whatever. And I got completely lost with it when I first played it because you're so almost underpowered. And I didn't, but there were so many things I didn't realise about it. There was like there's a job system in there where you can choose when you start off your character is what's called a freelancer, which means they haven't got any skills really. They're just kind of an everyman. Okay, but you can assign them to be your, your typical kind of you, you know a knight or a mage or a, a performer, which is basically somebody who sings and buffs you and things, or a ninja. Or there's there's you know, a, a, an array of different types of characters you can have them do, and they will level up, or you can change their jobs or whatever. And, and it's it's a proper box element, but it's bloody gorgeous, just to look at, just to play. It's beautiful. I need, to, I need to search for this game as well. And it's very much, um, it's very much a kind of. It looks like Nino Kuni. Um, it's that I don't know if it's Studio. Ghibli, it's, it's, I don't know. It might be Level Five. I'm not sure, but it's beautiful. Um, so highly, highly recommended. Um, yeah, it does look pretty. It is. I've got no idea what the story is because another nice thing they've done with it is the demo is completely separate from the main campaign. So it's it's not like the beginning of the campaign. It's not anything to do with the main story. It, I think the characters are the same, but that's about it. And if you play the demo and you, you all the things you unlock in the demo, if you buy the original game, it gives you kind of those in the game. It will give you a certain buff or it will give you a certain, just a little kind of, um, you know, a, little, a kind of a little bonus for having, complete, having played the demo before you actually buy the main game. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, and I have absolutely no idea why.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's that's basically it. So as far as PC gaming goes, I'm still playing a little bit of um, Elite Dangerous. I just It's just time, mate. It's just that thing where I want to play Elite Dangerous. People on the forum are having so much fun with this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and the, and, and it, it's like I need to set... So for me to do a run from one space station to the other, it's going to take half an hour. For me to actually do a run back the other way, you know, another half... Uh, and that's an hour and I haven't even really got into it yet yeah you no know, i haven't I haven't got that three four hours that I wanna spend just as a commander going around the galaxy exploring and trading and maybe even looking at the combat side of stuff I haven't got that that it's those chunks of time is what I'm missing now as a new dad you know again you know my kid don't sleep for two hours between feeds at the moment, so it's like yeah, yeah. even if the wife is doing. You know, a feed I'm going to be disturbed by, it. Or I'm going to have to help, or I just feel a bit of a bastard if I'm just, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's that chunk of time, which is why games like that, the games I really want to play, the, uh, that that kind of involving, which is why I was so pumped for Shadow of Mordor, because it's a bloody single player game. I can pause.
1: Mm, yeah, you, know? you can. So, yeah. Oh, you're in for a treat. I'm I a bit worried. Oh. Well, because I had. Pre-ordered Alien Isolation prior to me ordering Shadows <laughs> of Mordor, um, and from the experience I got from Alien Isolation, purely from feedback from EGX, mm. was that I think the longest a person survived. This was told by the devs who were there. Was okay. about six minutes on yeah. their mm-hmm. on their stand. I'm like. And apparently it's like what well, someone said. like it's like a, like a twenty-hour game or something. So I've, I heard today. I'm run like, times. The runtime can be about twenty hours. Yeah. Um, um, I, was, I was perplexed by that, um, and I, I, I'm, well, I'm sure I'm going to play it. I think it's been badly timed for me. Possibly, if it's it's, it's out tonight, isn't it? Uh, no,
0: tomorrow I think. But my my Steam. Um, my 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 Steam client is downloading it. Well, not as this speak, because I put it on pause. But it's, oh, it's a
1: preload, isn't there? It?
0: Yeah, it's a preload. So I think it unlocks tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday for those listening. Um, I don't know why I'm buying this game. I shit myself just playing fucking mm. Mario. So this is going to be fun. Um, and I'm buying it uh, mainly because I like what they're trying to do. And it's it's almost like I'm buying it to see what they're doing rather than that to actually want to play the game. Does that make any kind of sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I really like the way they've approached it. It's creative assembly, which is just, I've got a lot of respect for that studio, even though they've never done anything like this before, as far as I can work out. Um, What really interested me was this whole bundle about the reviews. Did you, did you see this? No. So effectively what you had was IGN. I think I read first gave it six and a half.
1: Out of okay. 10,
0: which you think oh christ okay right because this is this is a game that's been pumped and it's been hyped and it's well maybe not on the same level as something like destiny's been hyped and stuff but it's been fairly under the radar kind of this is going to be you know and because it's an alien franchise everyone's kind of a bit like oh, i'm not quite sure about this yeah. um and you know they came out and basically said yep yeah, six and a half and essentially what they were saying was um it was it was too too long. The, the, the gameplay went on for too long, mm-hmm. and that um, the it kind of there are bits in it which broke broke the immersion. There were a couple of bits where it kind of just they sort of almost ran out of ideas or something, and then didn't quite know what what was you know how to how to make the game tight. And they should have made a shorter campaign that actually you know kept it tighter and made it more
1: of a story than anything else um, which is fine uh, mm. well this is kind of a quick look it's so, looking at the so looking at Metacritic the IGN review was 59 but that probably was the US one and then mm. you referenced the first one they came across six it was six and a half I'm sure it was on 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 IGN but, okay.
0: but, yeah, but the, the,
1: the, the IGN was probably UK review what a Metacritic does it takes the most recent review I'm sorry the the the, the, the the original review it doesn't give an IGN, then IGN you kid doesn't get multiple scores. Uh, uh, okay. So, fifth number one in the US one. Gamesport gave it 6, six well, 60, whatever it is. going to be 6 out of 10, however they score it. GameStar, which is one of the biggest German ones, gave it 73. Outside of that, it appears to be... Um, Positive. I mean, PC Games N giving it eighty, and um,
0: well, C- CVG. You know, I mean, this is. I don't know. What PC way Gamer gave
1: it ninety
0: three. Yeah, so I'm saying. PC Gamer gave it ninety three. CVG gave it a good eight, um, and it was just like I found this really interesting because I can't remember um, another game where it's kind of been that divisive. Where I, you know, I think you'd
1: be, I think you'd be surprised, mate. Well, maybe. Us. I look, mean, like, you, look, you at got, Destiny.
0: Look at Destiny. Well, yeah, maybe so. I, I, I mean, I didn't really look at reviews for Destiny to be honest, because it already arrived on my doorstep when I sort of had it. And you know, CVG giving Aliens eight, games are, what was it four and a half, OXM nine, Eurogamer eight, well Eurogamer gives everything eight, um, IGN five point nine, Gamespot six, Polygon six and a half. Um, you know, it's just such such a varied kind of. It's either it's either kind of mediocre or it's perfection. That just seems to be... And there was an awful lot of sort of... Oh,
1: you guys don't know what it's...
0: You know, there's a lot of people shouting at IGN saying, Oh, you fucking marked it too low, and it shouldn't be like that. And there's other people saying, you know, PC game obviously fanboys, because they've marked it really, really high. And I was just like, this is a really good thing. Surely this is how it should be. People's reviews should be
1: this diverse pretty much course, across I'm, the board. Uh, can, of course they should. Of course they should. Having said that, um, there's obviously a lot of pressure for that not to be the case, because... Um, like it or not, review scores are linked. Are probably the, one of the biggest linking factors to, to the success of a title. Mm-hmm. Fundaba- fundamentally, yeah, I'm right taking right, outside yeah. And brand recognition, and everything else. Mm-hmm. It's it's so critical. So, I, I, it's really really tricky. How I mean, I, I mean, until I play it, until I get experience, I, I don't really know. I mean, some of the scores. I, I, thinking about what the game is now, I'm a bit confused to why I paid as much money as I did. Crossed with how long it's going to be? It feels like it should have been like a kind of Dearest size nine ninety nine, and you get a, a a five hour maybe maybe a Stanley Parable kind of experience. Well, for alien? Yeah no because because of the style of game it is it, I, i'm not quite yeah, maybe sure i mean I it's, it's do, that but...
0: you're trying to keep that level of attention i mean i think you're right in a way i think that if maybe if they'd have released it is i mean having not played it yet that's that's the other thing to say i mean the, the, the point is that some people gave it you know pc game i've read most of the reviews and pc Gamer gave it 93 percent. you know yeah. and said it was it was tight from t- start to finish there were some odd design choices occasionally one or two bits that just didn't it just kind of made it a bit a bit more of a tangent than maybe it should have been. But actually the whole the whole experience from beginning to end was immersive and wonderful. And whereas somebody like um I think it was Ryan McCaffrey on IGN sort of saying, nope, sorry, too long, not tight enough, just wildly veered off, lost its head in the middle. Um and I kind of liked that. Because the fact that there there was this review here saying five, this review here saying ten, and lots of stuff in between, meant that it forced me to go read around Mm -hmm. and read, I think I've read about seven or eight different reviews, to get a really good picture of the game. So when I put my pre-order in, I knew what I was going to be letting myself in for in many ways. So I'm actually quite looking forward to getting it. I'm never going to be playing this at night. That's the thing to say. (laughs) Um, with, there is talk about um, Clarky and a friend of ours called Petro uh, I, I'm looking at actually recording my gameplay and then sending it to them to do voiceover commentary on it <laughs> and, mm. and slapping it up on a YouTube channel because it, it could be quite amusing um, it's basically be me hiding in a in a, a locker for two hours at a time <laughs> but I'm, I'm strangely looking forward to it um which is I, I hate scary. I don't know why I'm doing in this. Club. I really mm, don't.
1: No, it'll be funny, I guess, <laughs> for them. <laughs> as I say, you can when when you're bored of that, you can smash orcs' heads off.
0: Oh know? no, I'm I'm am downstairs as soon as we finish here tonight, and that's going in the drive, and I'm I'm um, I'm off
1: on my my uh, my trip into Mordor. Well, on that note, I should smell. I can smell my dinner looming very, very much uh, under my nose hairs. Um, I wanted. To, I did want to talk about Windows Ten briefly, though. Go on then. Yeah, with there's, there's Windows Ten. Oh, um, is there a Windows Ten? There is a Windows. Hang 10. on a second. Can um, they not count? Well, I mean, I just. I was very. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I have found the um, the fact that i have Windows Ten really. Surprisingly annoying <laughs> i'm like why the f-? and uh, for me it's not made me think more about it. it's made me, I get with i'm actually more sidetracked going, so why is it like a Windows ten then so what are they, are they doing Windows nine are they doing like a Windows nine update you know them I, mean? I I've found myself get more sidetracked with why are they doing that as opposed to what's in Windows I ten? Thought
0: we knew why they were doing that
1: no why do, why why, why are they doing that
0: uh it's apparently because i don't know i don't know the the, the, the full truth on this or not, but it's basically that um it was a coding issue because I
1: don't believe that.
0: A lot of third parties saying that they, you know, there's too many codes in there where they're talking about windows nine as in windows 95, windows 98. Um, and that was going to cause problems going forward. I I don't know. I can't think of really another reason why to do it other than the obvious German joke of windows nine. Um, but um, uh, I just, I can't think of another reason why they might do
1: it. It's, um, it's, I mean, call it something else. Don't, don't, don't yeah, have I mean, a non-sequential you could, I number. Mean, I'm not really under,
0: you'd, have, you'd have thought maybe they'd have gone... You know, they've done it with Vista before, and they've done it with XP before. You thought they yeah. might go, OK, we've done Windows 7, we've done Windows 8, let's go for, I don't know... Fuck it, I don't know. Windows... Pastel. You know, yeah, well, and then yeah, know, then do know. Windows 10 the next one. I don't know. Yeah, but, so, it was yeah. just very bizarre. But basically, as far as I'm concerned, Windows 10 is going to turn your start a button into a Windows phone, and that's basically it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, fundamentally. Um, Obviously, there's lots of things they're banging on about, and it's only really been the business update or kind of dev update as as opposed to the public here's what we're doing for you new new nublets um it does have a few things like command prompt now has copy copy paste in it which is I'm sure really yeah this better be a free upgrade that's all i'm saying um the thing is what what you're effectively talking about here is it's adding it's what bit like vista did um with or seven did with vista it's yeah. taking all the crap that no one liked and but having the but because windows 8 has a this backbone is solid it's just they put all this fucking ui nonsense UI in the shit. way UI and if they awful. it is often they're having two different environments to work in even though they're not but they kind of are is frustrating it's confusing and it causes lots of yes yeah, sidetracked and like what which, which so why, why is this come full screen i've got a 27 inch display this is stupid um that's that's kind of going away, and it looks like every all the apps can now run in smaller windows. So they, if you've up an application, it now no longer can de- defaults to full full screen that you can't get out of because that's what how it is. It just does what you should have done and just behave as a window. When you full screen it, it goes into the full screen mode, and and they've mm-hmm. return of the of the of the um, start menu with this smart tile interface. It was,
0: it was always going to be. Uh, yeah, of course, it was. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, an, a kind of mid-tier patch kind of thing rather than a whole reworking you i, know, think,
1: that, I that. think they've had to do it because it's i think the has been a disaster, unmitigated disaster yeah, yeah. Um, it's awful
0: the fact that people are still seeking to buy and going into shops asking where can i have one with windows 7 on it
1: please rather yeah. than windows 8 should say it oh, all um it's pretty disparaging in that regard. Yeah. But I know I'm pleased it's coming. I'm tempted to maybe maybe put the um the, the tech demo on my kind of Surface Pro three Oh, I'll wait uh, for the full release. I can't be bothered with all that bug crap anymore. Well, but I'm is, running it's, 7. it's on not my main computer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's only my my wife's laptop that's running Windows 8 anyway, and we just basically boot that into desktop mode anyway. So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's, but it's, I'm pleased it's coming, which means hopefully more advanced for direct DirectX and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and and I do kind of like elements of Windows 8, and I like it, its polish. And one thing I haven't I haven't seen yet, I need to read it, look into that. Is have they improved high High-res display UI settings because it's really badly up op- the, the, the Windows um, setup is no they whereas OS X with the Retina display Map was they've had to completely embrace mm-hmm. the high-res setup and they've mm-hmm. set it up for it and makes it scale really well. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a kind of mess. Some things do, some things don't. Some things are right. awful. So, sometimes the icons are too small. Sometimes they're, they're, the text is blurry. It's like, you need to work on this. So, fingers crossed they've resolved that because high, high-res high displays aren't going away. They're definitely more so if it wasn't, for, If it wasn't for gaming, I'd buy a Mac. They are nice. Mm. But, but they are paying go. to
0: game on. And I can't be asked to reach your boot and that seems to cause the same problems. Yeah. And, uh, I'll make do. Anyway, um... I think that's about it, isn't it? I think we've, we've managed to actually fill an entire podcast about games yes. and Windows 10, obviously, but yeah. okay. tenuous link. Um, so that's quite impressive. So it is. I think we should pour ourselves another little port, lie back, relax, have your dinner by the fire, and we'll um, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Good day.